Hello guys, this is the fifth major podcast, the first episode. Today we're going to be talking about the European Ryder Cup teams. So first in top left corner we've got Joshua Martin, 303rd best amateur in the world. There he is, coming to us from where, North Carolina? Pinehurst. Pinehurst, North Carolina. Pinehurst, there we go. Uh, next in we've got Andrew Fargy. Um, not a lot to say about him, to be honest. <laughs> uh, um, and then we've got uh, first team uh, NUGC uh, golf captain, um, Josh Wright, and below NUGC president, Peter Walker. So, guys, kicks off, we're going to start with Team Europe. So, just so everyone knows um, how we're going to start this off. So, we are assuming that the original qualification process of the Ryder Cup is out the window because obviously world situation there's no tournaments going on um as i'm sure we're all very upset about but that does mean we're gonna decide that project harriton steve stricker is gonna have 12 captains picks and we're gonna go through them um one by one so starting with team europe boys um so i'm gonna start with my team and we'll each go through our teams, if that's all right. And then we'll have a look at who we've all got and we'll have a little chat through everyone. So my team start off with Tommy Fleetwood. Then I've got world number two, I think, John Rahm. Um, Rory McIlroy. Um, old timers, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. Uh, new boys, my three rookies are going to be Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry and Bernd Beesberger. Um, and then bring it up in the rear, I have Tyrrell Hatton, Danny Willett, Sergio Garcia, and former Open champion Francesco Molinari. So, Joshua Martin doesn't have a team. He's waiting for his US boys to um, kick us off. But Andrew Fargi, please go through your Team Europe team. Yeah, so pretty similar to yours, Alex. I've got... Um... The dead search in Roy McElroy, John Rahm, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood. I've also got the rookie and Shane Lowry, um, Paul Casey, Victor Hovland, Tyrrell Hatton. Um, a risky one in Robert McIntyre, I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, Henrik Stenson and Ian Poulter. And then finally, Sergio Garcia. Molinari uh, narrowly missing out on my team. Really? Okay. Um... Josh Wright, what's your team? Okay, so yeah, not too dissimilar again. I've got McRoy, Ryan Fleetwood, uh, dead certs, and then going for Justin Rose, uh, Shane Lowry, Toro Hatton, uh, Paul Casey, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, Francesco Molinari, Henrik Stenson, Sergio Garcia, and then I'm going to chuck Hovland in just ahead of Walter for my final pick. Ooh, okay. Pete Walker? Um, so, pretty similar. So, I'll have McElroy, uh, Rahm, Garcia, Fleetwood, Stenson, uh, Fitzpatrick in there, um, Tyrrell Hatton, uh, Paul Casey, uh, and then I'll have Molinari, and then uh, two more. Uh, Hovland and Willett, I'm going to go. Danny Willett, throw in there. Danny, Danny Willett, okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, Andrew, I'll talk to about Danny Willett later. <laughs> um, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. Yeah. Uh, but let's just start, I think, um, 
McElroy Ram fleet with dead certs, McElroy and Ram especially. Um, what sort of impact um, do you think those guys will have on the um, team? Um, maybe are they a potential pairing? Because that would be pretty formidable, I think. That's a few ideas I had. But it's I a pretty cert point if you put them together in a way, isn't it? I mean, I think yeah. I think like Ram's pretty much the best player in the world at the moment. Um, I, I would agree with I, that. I, I, think, think, I think he is, yeah. I think if if Augusto would have gone ahead, he would have been almost like, dead, you know, not dead cert. But yeah. he, would got, he would have won a major this year, sure. Yeah, 100%. He's playing so good. Um, and like, did you see that simulation that a uh, golf company ran? And they yeah. ran it of like who would win and put, put Ram on top with DJ like second. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure I'd have him as a uh, partnership, to be honest. No, no, I don't think so. I'd no, think I, I don't know. I think you split your best players up. Yeah. Do you guys um, tend to think that in a pairing you, you match the style of play or do you want a, a short hitter and a long hitter? How do you? Um, I think general, in foursomes in general, you just want two steady players, don't you? Four ball, you want more of just the birdie makers. Um, yeah, I tend to match them and that's what we, we generally try to do in the past. Um, yeah. But you're always hitting like similar shots. Because if you like, if you play the course plenty of times, and then all of a sudden you're playing like a shot from like either 50 yards back or 50 yards forward than where you normally are. It could yeah. be like completely different kind of playing. So Maybe that's why me and you shouldn't have played together at Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> we did not get anything right that day, mate. No, we did not. <laughs> uh, and just quickly a word on Tommy Fleetwood as well. Like he's been great over the past few years. Obviously, brilliant performance uh, over in France. How do you think he'll um, cope with his first experience in America? Yeah, Good. fast. He hasn't really got any weaknesses in his game, has he? Uh, yeah, exactly. He can do everything, can't he? Yeah. He's consistently mm -hmm. been one of the world's best players for the last like three years or so. So, did really well in the last Ryder Cup. I don't, I don't see why he's not gonna go came, really well again. Came second in the U.S. Open, didn't he as well? Yeah, he nearly beat. He, didn't he shoot? He shot like sixty-three. It shouldn't yeah, have been to, uh, nearly beat Kepka. Yeah, mm. very close. Mm. Yeah, class player. Not gonna do anything wrong, is he? Yeah, okay. The fourth guy we all had is um, an interesting pick. I didn't think everyone would have him, and it's Justin Rose. Um, so, obviously, Rosie's gone to Honma, and there's a big thing made often with the best players in the world about like these club changes, and Rosie hasn't been the same player he was uh, since he lost his spot at world number one. And... Um, but it's interesting to see we've all kept him in the squad. Like, what's everyone's reasons for that? I didn't pick him. Oh, you didn't pick him? No, <laughs> I didn't pick him. That's no, <laughs> not, not idea. Um, I like, I, what's, re what's your reasons for that then, Pete? I just don't know. I think he is going in our squad. I think he's, not, he's not playing good enough goal for the moment, I don't think. Um, really? I mean, I don't know. He's, he's so good normally, and especially like Per Stenson, he normally makes a very good pair. Yeah. His parents' density is one six and lost two. I think. It, I think. It, to be fair, it has been shown in the past that like old picks, generally the experience comes yeah. comes about well. Look like Paul Laurie and Medina. Yeah, uh, even Garcia in France. Like Garcia yeah. had found a game from nowhere. Yeah, no form. Yeah, Thomas Bjorn came over under a lot of fire when he picked Sergio. Everyone was saying yeah. that you know he's just gone with the old the old boys, but Absolutely. really really paid off in the end. Yeah, I, I can kind of see why, but like Rose isn't at that stage in his career yet. He's still, he's like 14th in the world right now. No, I, I, just, I, yeah. I just think he's had a little bit of a bad run of form, but he's still, still a world-class player. I he's think Pete's probably going off the, the fact that 
in 2020 played five events and made two yeah. cuts, zero yeah. top 25. Yeah. I mean, it, it can happen though, can't it? I, I, I just think like he seems like a top lad to have in a dressing room as well. And yeah, apparently, he, he split with one yeah, he was he was yeah, seen he, he was seen playing with tailor made clubs. At, I think it was a pro am or really or a practice round or something. He's gone back to at least tailor made woods. I don't know if he's. I don't think he's still using the Hummer, Hummer irons either. No, um, but he's still using the putter. I think that's about the only thing that's left in the bag. As well, that's another thing. If you were to say this was Hodrick Harrington, he's picking up like he's thinking of his twelve player, and he's thinking Rosie or someone like I don't know one of the young guys like. Um, Rob McIntyre or someone like that you're yeah. going to go Rosie because when it comes to that last moment like on like Sunday singles who's the American going to want to be facing Rosie or a rookie and yeah. it's obviously going to be Rosie yeah, true. Um, so yeah so Rosie goes into our team watching back um, those um, watching back Rosie's comeback that's probably one of my golfing moments ever what, that yeah. button, no, um, no chance I was leaving him out yeah. of the team after watching that yeah that was, yeah. That was beyond incredible and, when he yeah, nearly that punched, was the best even yeah. the best even he nearly punched Phil Mickelson in, in, in the face <laughs> yeah. on the 18th green what I loved about that moment you know Mickelson nearly chipped in before him yeah. yeah, and Mickelson's going mad with his thumbs up, and there's like I think it was Keegan Bradley there. He goes over like high fives and like so American, getting all pumped. <laughs> and then um, Rosie just went and rolled it in. I loved it. Um, Everyone's like, oh, nearly impossible to make up and down from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was a great rattled in the cups as well, didn't it? Oh yeah. What a putt! Yeah. Um, he, he's got to go in. He's got to go in the team. Yeah, Rosie's in. Rosie's in. Yeah. Sorry, Pete. Um, Pete, you're wrong. Fifth player, Tyrrell Hatton. Do we all have him? Yeah, I had him. Yeah, he's in my team. Yeah, again, um, he played in America before. I think that experience over there, like, like we didn't play amazing in Hazeltine. And I think there was a few guys in Hazeltine. We took a few rookies over there, like Andy Sullivan, I think. Yeah, Chris Wood, I think, was in as well. Yeah, Chris Wood. and Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick, and they struggled. And I think that's definitely got to be a factor in our selection. Yeah. Um, so Hatton having that experience again he was one of those rookies as well didn't play amazing but having that experience and he's just one I don't know if you guys did you all watch was it Arnold Palmer yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I thought it was really impressive the game's in great shape one I think Turkish Airlines Open won that seven man playoff last year as well and chipping in as well didn't he yeah he did yeah, yeah. very yeah. clutch he was so clutch at the end under pressure he seems pretty good and he's quite a character as well yeah he had those problems in his event. early career didn't he um Getting a bit temperamental. A bit like John Rahm, isn't it? They both, yeah, sort of early on had the had the hothead that wasn't the sort of hothead side that wasn't helping their games. But I think they've both toned it down to the point that you they know, have a little bit. Hatton's still got it there, I think. But Rahm yeah. channels it well. Like I've I've seen interviews of Rahm, and he's like he um he gets all fired up when he makes a bogey or whatever, but that just, his bounce back ability, I think is so good. Yeah, I think Ron's got, I think he's got the perfect balance, really. Yeah. I think Hatton can sometimes take it a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Ron mentally. Ron sort of shows emotion without losing his head. I think they're different things. And Yeah. He's just a Spaniard, isn't he? He's got a bit of heat. Yeah, he's got a bit of fire. Fiery Spaniard. Um, right, Henrik Stenson. Um, again, this was sort of another reason for picking Rosie. It's their partnership. Yeah. I can't see him playing four, um, four games together at all. 
um, but certainly two or maybe three. Um, that partnership, I think, yeah, um, will be crucial. And again, just what we're saying about the old heads, and as well, um, Stenson did win recently. I think it was uh, Tigers tournament. Yeah, he did. He won the yeah. Hero World Challenge. And there was a good field up. That was um, yeah. Reed's old digging in the sand tournament, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And, um, yeah. Which yeah. was interesting. But um, this, this course as well, Whistling Straits, just seems to be a bit of a ball striker's paradise as well. Absolutely. Like 7,700 yards, um, very strong winds because it's next to, is it Lake Michigan or something? Yeah, just plays like a like Lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like Michigan. Um, you uh you just want ball strikers, I reckon. If you look at like the PJ championships from the last two times they played there, they've got like the names up there have just been like DJ, mm-hmm. uh Jason Day, uh Bubba I think Rosie was up there. Yeah. I think mean, Justin Rose was up there. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. Um they're, they're all like ball strikers. So Stenson's just that that's exactly what he does. Um so he he goes in my team. Um, Right, another one we all had, which was maybe a bit of a surprise, Victor Hovland. Um, Why did everyone go for him? Um, I just think he's been so impressive since he's turned pro. Um, Like, 57th in the world rankings already. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive, just say, turned pro last year. He's hardly missed a cut, already won on the PJ Tour. Ball striking is ridiculously good, which is yeah. why I put him ahead of Poulter. Because it was between uh, those two for me for that final pick. But I also think he comes across as a, a very good team player. I yeah. don't know about you, but every time I see him in the media, he's very, you know, smiley. Seems very easy to get on with. Um, yeah. And I think that's pretty important. And the US amateur champion. Yeah, good well. match play record, US amateur champion. Yeah. Champion, so. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, there's highlights of the semi-final with Cole Hammond. Yeah, and that match was like unreal. Some of the shots they were playing, and again, that's another major championship venue. Like he shows he can do it. Yeah. Have um, you ever beaten Victor Hovland, J Mark? Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think. I think the one week I beat Matt Wolf, he was playing in the Masters, so didn't have an opportunity <laughs> that that week. <laughs> but uh. Who knows? Maybe, maybe um, I think my brother did actually a long time ago really? in junior in junior golf. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. Was there, had you heard a lot of talk on about Hovland around the sort of American college scene before he came on? Was there a lot? Of- um, honestly, I, I he was a grad grad class below me, so okay. Um, obviously he he was a good junior. He uh. Got a scholarship to Oklahoma State, one of the best golf programs in the country. Um, but honestly, I, I didn't really start hearing about him until um, my college career. His game took off, and uh, him, Matt Wolf, and a bunch of other guys won a national championship on their home course in 2018. So, yeah, yeah obviously have some uh, some match play, Moxie, and um, yeah, all all good team players. So, yeah, definitely. Right, um, another guy we all had, Sergio Garcia. Um, we briefly mentioned earlier how he sort of pulled his game out of nowhere. Um, he was in some really bad form going into France um, and obviously pulled his game out of nowhere. I think he won three matches in France. You might correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he did. I think he won, played, played four, won three, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, which is obviously a serious record. And he played some great golf over there. Also, uh, he is the leading point scorer for Europe in Ryder Cups. Mm. And uh, similar to what we said with Rosie and Stenson, that's just not something to be... Um, it's not something to be scoffed at. I definitely think with this whole Europe team, it's a massive battle between these new guys and guys who've been doing well on the European tour coming through and old guys who are sort of either losing a bit of form or trying to uh, find a bit more form, like your guys like Westwood, um, Poulter um, and some others and whether what balance, it'll be interesting to see what balance Podrick goes for in that of young and old. Yeah, th these youngsters need to start stepping up. I think in like four years' time, we could be really struggling because, like, wh when Rose goes, um, Stenson, Garcia, Poulter, like, how how the hell are we going to replace these guys? I mean, they've been so good um, for Europe over the years. Like, who is really going to step up and say that? Is that a reason to minute, is, not really like, that is that a reason to get more of them involved earlier on? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I think if you've still got them there and they're playing all right, I, I think yeah. you pick them. I think you've got to live in the right now. Yeah, I, mean, I think you've got to pick mm -hmm. the best players on the day who's going to win you the tournament because yeah. no point saying we lost six in a trot so we could win the next yeah. four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine we'll not win the next four. Yeah, we've had yeah. enough of losing in the past. Like, yeah. The last few years have been pretty good for once. Yeah, definitely. Um, another guy who is a rookie... Shane Lowry, Open champion. Um, thoughts on him? Well, I'm surprised, actually, it's his first Ryder Cup because he's been about for a while. Um, I think he's been quite unlucky. He seems to always play well in the odd years, like yeah. the odd-numbered years. Like, yeah. I think he won the WGC in 2015. Like, if the uh, Ryder Cup was 2015, it would have won. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he just always seems to be that, that guy who just misses out. I always think him and Russell Knox always just... Like yeah. 13 or 14 men, they just miss out. Um, but yeah, this time he's got to go in. Like th this is th this course is a links course, pretty much. Yeah. Um, like he's grown up in playing in the wind, won the Open by a mile. Um, and he's just playing really good golf actually at the minute. Like I think he was he was like hungover for six months pretty much after he won the Open. That is the thing. Since the Open, I yeah. haven't seen I haven't seen anything of him. No, like, honestly, he's coming. He's coming good. Like the last five events, I think he's finished top twenty-five in everyone. Really, that's good to hear. Um, his short game's a joke. Like his way yeah. to play in his short game, everyone says like his feel is just incredible. Like, yeah, quite quite unorthodox with it. Apparently, like hooks his wedges into greens and stuff. Like he's doesn't like looks so nice. doesn't like hitting a straight wedge shot. Like when he hold out, I think he went he hold out at the open from like like seventy or eighty yards, and you saw it move like twenty yards in the air. Yeah, so it, might, it might have been it might have been in America somewhere. I think actually, the one I'm thinking of. But he moves it a mile when he hits his wedge shots, and like quite interesting because yeah. I can't even just, I can't draw a, a wedge from <laughs> <laughs> I can't draw anything. So, <laughs> oh, oh I, I'll take that one for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as well, uh, Josh, you mentioned there about the setup of the course being a bit like a links course. Yeah. Um, how do you think that's going to affect? Well, obviously that does benefit the Europeans, but yeah. as well, Josh, I'll bring you into this one. Like, that, like you've obviously spent some time in England now playing golf, and um, mm -hmm. like golf over here is completely different over there, and it's just strange for me that the US um, have chosen Whistling Straits. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think you could uh, you could obviously make the argument that it looks like a Lynx course has the the wide gra- the wire grass and the winds obviously a factor, but I'm not sure if it it probably it definitely doesn't play like a Lynx course. Um, yeah, I think the fairways are are considerably larger on average. Whistling straights fairways are pretty comfortable size, and then if you have a big miss, then you can definitely get into some trouble out there. But um, I think, yeah, having a fairway is a little bit larger is definitely a, a plus for the American side. It seems to typically yeah. be a little longer off the tee, but Bombs maybe club. not as accurate. But, I mean, the U.S. So, team, the, um, the U.S. players have been pretty vocally against it being at Whistling Straits. I mean, uh, always, they, they, they always talk about the fact that we went to France and basically set it up as, as tough yeah. as we could possibly make yeah. it. And they haven't mm-hmm. really done the same in the favor of the of the u.s i mean they could have set it up like hazeltine and just played you know bomb yeah. and gouge bomb and gouge golf sure. overpowered us but they don't seem to have done that no yeah I, you probably can they can adapt it a little bit i guess um but it does it does seem it just seems like a really tough course um, mm-hmm. like yeah medina was another one where they just put the rough miles down didn't they and yeah, yeah just, i know it's not the other day yeah the rough um, was just nothing. But I mean, the rough was better than the fairways of Beeston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think it's a great chance for Europe to win just because of that, because it's such a tough course. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know why they picked it. I think. Yeah. Uh, I know Stricker is. He's he's from Wisconsin. He's from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's. I mean, I don't know whether that's got anything to do with it. Um, and it's, it's it, like. It's a great course, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a championship great, golf course. I think it'll, it'll probably be like one of the fairest uh, yeah. tests of, of golf, and I think the best team will will win since yeah. it is a fair test. We of golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we want a great venue that that uh, just allows for the players to go out there and decide the, the I mean, decide the championship ultimately. Yeah. What do you boys think about the fact that? Um, there's a lot of calls for them to stop the home team setting up the course, just get someone external to come in and set up as fair a golf course as possible um, and take that whole side of things out. Uh, nah, I, I think in all sports you've got home advantage, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you've seen... Oh, we've got some oh. problems there. We've got some connection problems. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, I, yeah, I think over the years, it's like. Okay, we'll wait, we'll wait on you. Yeah, close. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want one last I'll, um, yeah. <laughs> I'll have one more go. Pete's got talk, right. talk Wi Fi. <laughs> Actually, I think it's Utility Warehouse. <laughs> what the hell is that? Um, yeah, hearing you talk so the private road doesn't get too good. Um, but your Ryder Cups over the past, I thought, have been fairly close. Like, doesn't matter where you are, how they set up. Yeah. Like, except from like, obviously, what Hazel team was ripped. We got ripped apart, and and we did had a good one at, at the Golf National. But it was close going into like, it could have been a lot closer than it was. Yeah, so, I mean, and it's just yeah, like Josh said, it's just part of the home advantage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think you, you want it where if you can 
go over to either the US or Europe and win, like that should be a massive achievement. Definitely. Rather than it just being mm. like a 50-50 chance. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, yeah. I like, think like, like how it is in cricket. And yeah, like, exactly. If you if you get an away win, then it's yeah. it's big and like Medina's mm. Medina's so good for yeah. that reason. Like the home crowd's against you, the course is completely set up um, for the US team, and yet we still managed to do it. Um, so yeah, I, I think like home course setup is alright. And it just adds another element of like, God, you set up for yourselves and. You still yeah. like, <laughs> like when the home team says it's it's a nice excuse, isn't it? And like it just doesn't work. Like it's quite funny. Yeah. So it's quite it's quite nice to watch. <laughs> okay. Um, right, moving on. So we've got nine guys in so far. So the tenth one, who I think quite a few of us had, um, was Molinari. Now, Fargo, was it you didn't go for Molinari? Yeah, I didn't pick Molinari. Yeah, so what's your reason behind that? I just I think he hasn't recovered after the whole Masters incident. Um, obviously, he was in control on Sunday, going into the back nine and completely sort of caved in. I watched an interview with him where he was pretty, uh, pretty, distraught. Uh, pretty distraught and talked about how he was struggling to come back from it. And you look at the form he's in at the minute. I mean, I always think of Molinari as a steady golfer, you know, finding fairways, finding greens. And I mean, in the 2020 season, I think, I read he was 207th uh, on PJ Tour in driving accuracy and really? 204th in greens and regulation. Yeah. Um, and that's just screaming out to me that he is not ready. Yeah. I yeah. remember um, uh, Beth Page Black, the PGA, um, and I was watching it and he was paired, I think, with Brooks and they were both team of 10. And he hit one of the biggest duck hooks. <laughs> But it was just this huge hook like onto another fairway, like well left. Um, and obviously he had such a good year going into that Masters. And like a couple of years, I think the year before he was Open champion, one at Wentworth, and I think it was yeah. Italian Open. Yeah, he, yeah, he, had, he had a crazy good 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah. and Ryder Cup dominated that. Yeah, he, he won at Wentworth and then he he won like, the was it? I think he won the week before, two weeks before the Open. And then goes over and wins the Open. Yeah. Uh, and then gets five points in the Ryder Cup. He looked pretty unbeatable at that, that point of the year, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Everywhere. And then again in, in 2019, just before the 19 Masters, he won the Arnold Palmer. He yeah. Got like a 64 in the final round or something to win that. Like he was he was probably the best player in the world. Yeah. yeah. He was and yeah, like Foggy says, it is quite worrying that he's just completely dropped mm. off the cliff after that. Yeah. Well, especially as he's like, in the world. He's just... They, he's, staple of his game accuracy like hitting straight straight yeah. ball not doing much wrong is like especially being led down like where PJ Tour where you know a lot of the emphasis is on hitting long longer drives you yeah. know and being that far down means for a shorter hitter that's pretty worrying yeah yeah but yeah. At, the, at the same time I mean the Ryder Cup always seems to bring out the best in, in players like that um it's either him or I don't know who you guys. Are. We'll get on. To it. We'll get on. Yeah. Baron Weisberger. As well, I I think I know it was two years ago, but it's it's like it's almost like if it, in football, a guy scored a hat trick and then you don't pick him the next game. Like the guy won five matches, yeah. and and then the next time around he doesn't get a chance and. 
Yeah. I, I know that argument's a bit debunked the fact that it's two years apart, but like as well, there's another thing that partnership with Fleetwood, Mollywood, does that get yeah, that, that's, the thing, that's the thing that, that that's the thing that pushed it in for me. Yeah, like I think Fleetwood and Molinari and Forsons, you would not want to be facing them. Absolutely. No, yeah. Molinari, I could see him, I, I can kind of see the argument for him not being in, but... Is Molinari going in then, or are we, are we abstaining until we have a chat about more people? Yeah, no, I'll concede, I'll concede. Okay, Molinari's in. Yeah, you got to be in. Which leaves two spaces left, and... Let's, let's just remind How have we got in yet so far? So, my last two were Danny Willett and Bernd Wiesberger. Um, okay. Have we got Casey in yet? No, Casey's, Casey I literally knocked out for Molinari. Just I think, I, I've gone for Casey and Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I think Casey is just playing the best golf of his life, in a sense, almost. Yeah. If, if you look at Casey's... Uh, Record. He, he's hardly ever at the top thirty in any yeah. in any event that he yeah. plays. And he can yeah. play both PJ Tour and European yeah. Tour. Yeah. I think it'll be crazy to leave out Paul Casey. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And as well, to be fair to him, the Valspar was coming up, and he was bound. He does love yeah, it. The Valspar. Isn't it that the Porsche Open? I swear that he just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just every year plays Paul Casey. Yeah. Okay, um, I mean, I'll concede. I'll concede for Paul Casey. Okay, yeah, last two finishes at Whistling Straits have been tied 12th, tied 30th as well. Not so we quite like it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So I've, got, I've got a few names. That yeah, let's find the backfield. We've only got one pick, and we've got Danny Willett, Matt Fitzpatrick, Bern Wiesberger, Fargy anymore? Uh, Rob McIntyre. Rob McIntyre. <laughs> uh, Ian Poulter and... Um, who else? No, I, Paul Casey. Lee Westwood, you could throw in the mix there. Yeah, Westwood, Lee Westwood. Yeah. Matt Wallace. Matt Wallace. So there's like seven guys. Like Thomas Peters. Yeah, Thomas I had Thomas Peters. Four points down. in the States last time. And he's played well this season. Yeah, he's, he's doing all right. I, he's, he, I won't put him in, but some somebody to consider maybe if he has a good summer. Then. Oh, that's one of my favourites. I don't think anyone's having a good summer, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So again, I'm, I'm ready to fight Fitzpatrick's corner until right, the death. Go on then, Josh. Fight Fitzpatrick's corner. Okay. I, don't think so, I mean, he, he's because he's a local boy. This is exactly. You know, I've got, got to fight. Very for biased. Um, but now nah, this this guy is like he will be. I'm sure in the world's top ten in a, a year or so's time. Like he's, I think he came second like five times last year on the European Tour and on the PJ Tour. Like he, he, if he'd have just turned a couple of them into wins, then you're looking at maybe a top ten player anyway. Isn't there uh, a reason he didn't turn them into wins? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I think if you if you come second, then you can just count yourself unlucky sometimes. Sometimes the guy just has a good day. If you if you come in, if you like lead in the final round and then you end up coming twentieth, then I think you can put that down to the bottle or something. But Fitzpatrick is like he's a closer. He's he's already won five times on the European Tour. Um, only 25 years old. I'm not. I think the only person to win more at that age was Faldo or something. Um, just taking his game to the US. He won the British Boys at Hollingwell, and he won the final 10 and 8. Unbelievable match player. 
Really? He won the US Amateur. He won the US Amateur, another match play event, which is obviously unbelievably difficult to win. Mm. So the guy can seriously play match play. Yeah. Um, good ball striker for the course. 25th in the world. Could be a lot higher. Should be a lot higher, probably. He, he gets in my team. Yeah. <laughs> like the one he played, what? Did he play one Ryder Cup? And yeah, he, the, the only, he, yeah, played, he yeah. played at Hazeltine and played yeah, twice. And twice. That did not fit him at all, did it, really? No. It wasn't pretty. So straight, ball striker, like... Yeah, he's, he was only, like, 21 as well when he went. I mean, yeah, I mean thrown yeah. into the deep end or what? All the, all the rookies then got over overhauled, like, a little bit. But yeah, I think, I, I personally, I would pick him, but... Like, I'm, I'm going to find my corner, and I think I might get eaten alive bit, um, for Danny Willett. Mm. Oh... Uh, he's another Sheffield boy. Like, yeah, I, I should be fighting for his corner as well, really. But mm. yeah, yeah, but um, a lot nicer things about well, Patrick than about yeah. Not a- Lee West was Yorkshire as well. Yeah, Lee West was from Worksop. Yeah, he's like half an hour. I mean, him and Willett are good mates. Yeah, um, the only thing I'd say for Danny Willett is he's not the most popular guy out there on tour. No, I I would absolutely hate to see him on our team, boys. Yeah, I I, I agree. <laughs> I think um, he doesn't go down well in all. He did win at Wentworth last year. I, I've got it. I, I was gutted when he went at Wentworth. <laughs> one one thing one thing I would say is that these boys are representing Europe, but there's definitely an argument that they are also representing the European Tour, and the European Tour is miles behind the PGA Tour. And Danny Willett recently i think he won in dubai the dp world tour championship 2008 2018 sorry and so he's and he's won our flagship event at wentworth last year so the last two years he's won our two biggest events and we're he's also got a green jacket in his locker that's nothing to be sniffed at we can go into detail about that victory all you want but he's milking that isn't he he's got he's got a green And I think milking a fake a fake victory of a master. I think, I think that demands respect from anybody if you've got a green jacket. Yeah. I mean he might wear it in yeah, the he dressing does. room. <laughs> hotel, but, like, <laughs> still got one. Yeah, to be fair, if I had one, I'd be milking it the shit. I'd be milking the shit out of it as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's not too many blokes with it. Like Tiger's Greeding them like him, Nicholas are greeting enough to themselves, so yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but then I think, are you boys completely against the idea of keeping um Ian Poulter in for another year? Because for me, the fire that he the fire that he brings is like I, I was he, he he was my 13th man, I was yeah. thinking about him and Hovland, um, but he's, he's he never just been trending the- in the wrong direction. He's never been the best player going into Ryder Cups, though. No one's ever thought of him as, like... Nah, but he's I... Gonna be the best, he's going to be the best ball striker out there, but... He I think he's coming to that point. Fired he's, up. Yeah, he's coming to that point, though. He's, like, what, 58th in the world rankings now? Yeah, yeah. Last, he, had a, he had a great Masters last year, though. He came back third. Right he's all right. I mean, he's, he's still playing all right. He's, he's there yeah. or thereabouts, but I just think there are better players. But yeah. do you risk... So you would risk Danny Willett going to the... Going to the right the cup over Ian Poulter. Will it's not in my team, Foggy? Yeah, Alex Mason, no. I just wanted to say I that. I just, I just want you to. I, I want Ian Poulter as a vice captain. I think, I think his time has come for him to transition into being a vice captain. I agree. Much, much, more striking course as well. 
as much as I'd absolutely love him to hold like a winning point from like out of nowhere, like and just to give it to the Yanks up up there at Western Straits, I would act like I would love to see it. But he's given them the pain over the years. I think it's time for somebody else to take them out. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think. I can't see it happening, unfortunately. And I think he'd be great as vice captain. Yeah, I do think he'd be a good vice captain. He is Mr. Ryder Cup, and he's going to be a vice captain, even better captain one day. But I think it's that time for him to transition into that. And, and Lee think, Westwood the same as well. Lee Westwood's got a great Ryder Cup record played in. I don't know how many. Um, and he is starting to play better golf. But for me, I think it's time for both him and Pulps to... Yeah, Yeah, I think they're in a very similar boat. Westwood's playing better golf right now, but I'm not sure he can uh, continue that. Um, yeah, Paul Porter's record as well at Whistling Straits, withdrawn and missed cut. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, okay. what's, what's Westwood's? Because he would strike me as because he's so good tee to green. Uh, Westwood's is did not play in 2010 and tied 43rd in 2015. Because okay. like he would strike me as a good place, can Because he's a good man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably have. I'd probably go Westwood ahead of Porter actually. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, around that kind of golf course. Where Where did Westwood win? Was it Abu Dhabi recently? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. HS visit. Yeah, it was. And you could see in him and McDowell, who I think was it Saudi McDowell one. Yeah, they yeah, both. Yeah, McDowell's all right. McDowell's in the top fifty. because they were both very emotional in the interviews after those wins. Yeah. They, they are still they're definitely fighting for a Ryder Cup spot. Hundred percent. McDowell's another one, maybe that deserves a mention at least. Yeah, definitely. He started playing better, um, and I remember he was pretty clutch in the tournament to qualify for Port Rush. Which yeah. meant a lot to him, and he's definitely on a bit of an upward trend. Bargy, I know you don't like his swing, do you? I'm not a massive fan, but you can't argue with the um, with the track record. I mean, again, a major champion. I think it's just that I see myself in him moving that ball way too much right to left. <laughs> 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 but you know, yeah. How about this kid, Victor Perez? Are we just going to completely roll yeah, that again? I mean, if like if he continued playing well in the European Tour, it would be most likely, and obviously the world didn't go into the state it is now. Like yeah. I, I think he probably would have qualified. I mean, he, he's he's getting in at the minute. He's he's fourth on European list, so top four of European list get in, and then it's the top five that haven't already been in on the European list. They get in on the world list, and he's fifth on the world list, so he'd get in comfortably on yeah. both. Yeah, burn big uh, for another. Name to mention? Wallace. Or, Matt Wallace? Yeah, Matt Wallace again. There's a lot of guys. And he, hasn't, he hasn't played that well recently, has he? No. I mean, no, but I imagine he's a guy that's made for Ryder Cups. For a while, like, since he went to Calais from Ping. Hasn't done much, has he? No. He did well at Bethpage Black, I remember watching him then. And he was talking about the mental game a lot. But I... And he is one of them, like, I think he's got a bit of Ian Poulter in him, um, in that he's just, like, can grind and grind and grind. Maybe doesn't have the best skill set, but it's just a grinder. And I, I think one day we'll see him in the European team. I'm just not sure it's now. I don't think his form's quite good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyone else anyone wants to mention? Have we got Wiesberger in? Yeah, yeah, Wiesberger. Wiesberger's in the team? He's not in the team. Oh, he's not in the team. Okay. I think we should all, um, everyone should say who their who their next pick is, and then you all have to choose 
someone who's not your own pick. Okay. So who everyone else is like most happy to settle yeah. with. Yeah. Okay, so my pick is Willet. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see him in that green jacket <laughs> in the locker room. <laughs> They're on the tops. Everyone comes out in their matching suits. He yeah. comes out the green jacket. <laughs> 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 I, I just like him as character um, and he's had experience in Hazeltine as well I don't think he got any points at Hazeltine but. his experience was ruined didn't his, didn't his brother say something in the press that was like that? I think his brother like said something really stupid the yeah, yeah I remember that. that completely overshadowed his whole week yeah but he was awful there wasn't he as well yeah, it was bad. He, but there was a few of them who weren't good. I think Andy oh, Sullivan yeah. comes to mind. Yeah, Sullivan. I think it was only Raf Cabrera-Bear who played well out of the... Yeah. He's yeah. another name we haven't mentioned. Yeah, I, I had him down, but not... I don't know. Just. Oh, by the way, another one, Martin Keimer. Martin. Yeah. The guy won in 2010 and then was in the top five going into the final round in 2015. And also the most famous ever, but in our generation. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy's a two-time major winner, one of the players. Um, seems His game seems to be coming around a little yeah, bit. I, I think if if this coronavirus hadn't happened, I think he would have got a decent chance of going in. But um, as it stands, it's it's a little bit difficult yeah. to just... I think, we know, I think we know who your player is going to be, Josh. It's gonna yeah, be, I, don't, uh, I don't think I need to say it again, though. Yeah. Matt Fitzpatrick. Well, Fargy, yeah. who's yours? Uh, well, I'm going to stick with Ian Poulter. Okay. Mine. I'd like to see him in there. And Pete? Um, I'd, be, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be between Wiesberger and Kaima. Okay. Um, Let's Steve... throw one out to you, Josh. Who would you least want to face out of the names you mentioned as an American? Mm. Uh, probably Poulter, you know. He's yeah. not very well liked in America, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a he has a pretty good track record in the Ryder Cup. So obviously, that's it. Pulter face and his smiles again. Yeah, are, are we put, are we putting in Polter for the sake? I think Polter should have the final spray, yeah. Captain, um, vice captains. Yeah, we haven't actually discussed vice captains. Are we Westwood, do- McDowell. How many vice? Captains? Yeah, Westwood, McDowell. I am a huge, a huge advocate of um, Paul McGinley. Yeah, me too. I know it'll be tough to come back after being a, um, after being the captain. But I think what he did out in, um, you know, what he did in Glen, at Glen Eagles. Yeah, incredible. They yeah. always talk. I think the way they talk, the, the players talk about him as a captain, is just sort of on another level to all of the other. Sounds like he did everything. Um, I was watching the replay of, at Glen Eagles with some sort of talk over from Paul McGinley, some commentary, and he was saying like they went into the minute details of he made all of the players walk between the the, um, the changing rooms and the the first tee to like minimise the amount of time they were stood still on the tee and things like that. That he just sort of analysed it to the next level. Even the fish, didn't they, in the changing rooms? They had blue and uh, glow. Blue and yellow fish in the fish tank in the change room, apparently. It just, it just sounds like he, he's got that analytical way of looking at the game. 
yeah. perhaps perhaps well with Podrick uh, Pod- as well. Podrick. Really? Two Irishmen. Irish. They must be mates. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think. Okay, so who are we going with? Polter, yeah? Polter. Yeah, Polter. Polter it is. Okay. Yeah, I, I I can't stand Fitzpatrick's not getting in the team. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. Oh, are we, like, I down, Josh. I'm, I'm, down. I'm looking at it. I'm I'd, just, I'd pick ahead of Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I'd pick Fitzpatrick over Holland as well. I don't think. I'd, I'd, I'd argue also. I might put say Molinari out and put Fitzpatrick in, and then put Fitzpatrick with Fleetwood in the foursomes. So Molinari and Fitzpatrick, similar kind of players. Yeah, true. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't put him ahead of Molinari, but I'd put him ahead of Hovland. Yeah, I don't I, so difficult to tell how good this Holland guy is right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could be a, he could be a world beater, or he could be just a guy who has just been on a really good run of form out of college, and he's about to plateau. I mean, you just, I, I think he will be a world beater, but it's whether he's a world beater now yeah. to go to go over and beat guys like say he's paired against I don't know Brooks or JT. Is he going to bring back a point? Right, Matt Fitzpatrick's in. Um, Ian Poulter goes to uh, vice captain. Yes. Okay. Actually, yes. yes. Oh. Okay. All right. And then Graham McDowell Westwood. There's loads of options for vice captain. Paul McGinley. Like you said. Yeah. But yeah. Done. In the left. 